sensitives, we find ourselves in a world encouraging us to tune out when our greatest power is to tune in. And sometimes being tuned in is just frankly overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature and to sort through the noise to help us find our inner truth. I'm your host, Marcy Moberg, a fellow sensitive, intuitive coach and healer and shadow worker. For the past two decades, I've been on a journey to heal and tune in to the unseen and unconscious realms of life. And seven years ago, I decided to dedicate my life to sharing what I've learned and guiding others to do the same. On this podcast, you'll find deep, real talk conversations, practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning intuitive questions. Equal parts spiritual and human, my work is trauma-informed and always practical. I'm so glad that your intuition led you here. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so glad that you're here today. Two episodes ago, on episode 67, I started reflecting on plants as spirits and how to develop a relationship with them. Today, I want to talk about one special aspect of connecting with plants as spirits, and that's as extensions to our nervous system, practically, emotionally, and spiritually. When I first started doing inner child work many years ago, I instinctually started this nightly ritual that felt really supportive. Each night before sleep, I drank a cup of chamomile tea and the warmth felt soothing and I felt the herb really helped me wind down for sleep. It's often included in many uh, tea blends that people use for sleep. And over time, my nightly cups of chamomile actually inspired me to bring the plant into other parts of my day. So chamomile became my go-to tea before I taught a group class as preparation for a difficult conversation with someone and the favorite beverage that I reached for on a tough day. And through this time, I really developed a very, very deep affection towards this plant, sensing almost like a divine parent, grandparent-like presence with the plant whenever I worked with it, who always knew exactly what I needed and who, as I sipped, just was able to rev down my nervous system like a loving parent would uh, whenever I felt upset and was able to create space for new wise clarity to come through. I, over time, grew to know chamomile would basically always be there for me when I needed them, as long as they were in my cupboard. But then, even later, because I developed a relationship with the spirit of the plant, if I was really out of the physical plant, I also knew that I could call on the spirit of chamomile during tough times for support as well. So then years later, when I went to herb school, I learned that my intuitive instincts were spot on. Herbalist Matthew Wood refers to chamomile as the quote-unquote baby remedy and the quote-unquote remedy for babies at any age. I, I love this statement, the remedy for babies at any age. This, you know, 
cheekily gives a nod to how even we as adults can slip into our younger selves and then struggle to be settled. And really, if I were kind of like to sum up some of what inner child work is, it's that. It's recognizing that we slip into younger selves and that these younger selves need to be settled and soothed and calmed, not like getting lost in them and acting out on what those parts of us believe are happening, what they feel, what they discern, but rather attentively attuning to them. And I feel like chamomile really was a huge part of my journey of learning how to do that. And so when I started going to herb school, I learned that chamomile has this really long folk history for soothing, whining, irritated, and cannot be comforted babies. It's often given to children who struggle with colic in a bottle to relieve the spasms and gas that comes along with colic and recommended as a remedy for children who just simply like fight sleep. So, you know, you can imagine in your mind as I'm describing this, all of us know what that looks like, the baby or the toddler, like the really young one that is just fussy and struggling and doesn't know what they want and Haven't we all experienced those moments of like just being irritated and frustrated and, you know, like a nap doesn't, is like not what we want, but not taking a nap is not what we want. Like (laughs) we don't know what we want. That's what I would say we're experiencing. Like that, that, that kind of inner child part of us is what we're experiencing, which chamomile is great at working with. So chamomile from like an herbal actions or like what the plant does perspective, it's a sedative and it's anti-inflammatory and anti-spasmatic, which means it reduces inflammation. It releases spasms in the body, particularly the gut. Like when we have indigestion, it's my particular go-to. If I, anytime I've ever had anything where I eat something, let's say I eat out and something really doesn't agree with me, then I always turn to chamomile. And it has this great affinity for the nervous system, relaxing and easing built up tension in the body. Now let's think about this. Like what does built up tension cause, but irritation. And in many ways, when I see either in myself or in my clients, this like super irritated inner child, I don't know what I want. It's like this huge built up of tension And I would say for us as adults, a lot of what causes that tension is us trying to press that inner child down, us trying to press those feelings away, us trying to kind of control that. And if you think about a small child who's having a tantrum, if you try to really control that with some force, it just makes the tantrum worse. The child just gets more irritated, more upset, more, you know, anxious, cries harder is not the way to work with an actual child. So it's also not the way to work with our inner child. And chamomile, it's almost like chamomile has this ability to come in and show us exactly how to be with that inner child through that nourishing, relaxing, sedative, anti-inflammatory, anti-spasmatic actions. And learning this about chamomile really felt like a celebration for me of like the friend and the ally that I have long come to cherish. And the herb that literally parents my body 
when my inner child feels irritated, literally comes in and supports my nervous system. So in that way, I think of chamomile serving as an extension of the nervous system, like a loving, present parent would. And, and not just kind of like on an energetic level, we're going to, on a spiritual level, we're going to talk about that, but like physio, physiologically, that's what this plant does, gently working on the body to literally create more space by releasing the tension. And as tension melts away, our nervous system has space to grow. And as space is precise, like, you know, that space is precisely, you know, what our nervous system needs when we feel overwhelmed, overstimulated, and overly sensitive. So chamomile is one of these plants and also like the teachings behind it, I think is an important plant for anyone who considers themselves a highly sensitive person or an empath or any way in that kind of form of like, I feel more sensitive than other people. Chamomile is like an ally you want to know and have in your life. Another way to think about this is reflecting on the plant's consciousness. So when I drink chamomile, and by the way, this is not just good chamomile, but I literally think of this in like every single plant that I take in as a tea, as a tincture, as a flower essence. I personally believe that the plant's consciousness kind of joins into our inner space and in some ways merges with ours. It's like we become the plant, the plant becomes us. Like both literally physiologically, the plant literally like becomes a part of our body, right? But also spiritually. So when I drink chamomile, I sense the plant's consciousness merging with mine. And as that happens, the plant joins my inner space and it expands my internal container for holding emotions. So big emotions, when that happens, don't feel so overwhelming because they have a bigger vessel to live within. And this is precisely what a trusted friend a therapist or a healer or a loved one can do when we are met with loving, attentive presence, not in the sense that we merge with their consciousness, but that they create a bigger field by nature of their presence that our emotions can be held within. And this extends our nervous system. As our nervous system extends, it provides us the opportunity to co with the other person and self with ourselves, regulate our nervous system back to balance. Okay, so let's be clear because I always have to make like these disclaimers. I'm not saying that you get rid of your human support system in service of chamomile or any other plants or all the plants. I like that's just unwise, right? We're not talking about these binary like this and not that. We're talking about an and. I'm inviting you into an and space where I'm suggesting that plants actually can be an integral part of your already existing support system and in that process can extend your support beyond humans because plants can support you to extend your nervous system when times are tough. Marcy here. I just wanted to pop in and mention a couple important announcements. First, I've heard from several of you that you were excited about joining my plant spirit series, but registration is closed. Don't worry. 
I am in the process of actually uh, recording the different pieces while registration is closed for the live series. I am recording the different pieces along the way and will be offering that to the public to be able to enjoy in some form. Might be a private podcast um, or some form where you're able to actually experience the recordings and uh, do the practices and the meditations. So if you're not already on my newsletter, that's all to say that you will want to join that. Uh, My newsletter is basically like my inner circle, and it's the easiest way for you to stay up to date with what I'm offering, to receive a daily practice, or rather a weekly practice in your inbox. So every single week when I send an update about this podcast, the latest podcast episode, I share a specific practice. I usually share interesting articles that might be connected to this, um, inspiring songs, lots of different goodies come in that uh, newsletter each week. And I also use that newsletter to update people when I have something new that's available for people to take like a class, um, any of those pieces. So you'll want to join that. The other reason why I want to invite you to join my newsletter is because next week, which if you're listening in real time, is going to be the week of uh, Thanksgiving. I am going to be offering for the very, 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 very first time a huge Black Friday sale. And the way that you will find out about that is if you are on my newsletter. And that's basically the only place I'm advertising it. So if you want to be a part of an opportunity to take one of my classes, uh, to maybe do a dream interpretation session with me, things like that, you will want to make sure that you're on my newsletter so that you can uh, enjoy this special Black Friday sale. So with that, I'm going to head back to this week's episode. The way that you can sign up for my newsletter is um, on my website at www.marcymoberg.com. And that's it. It's pretty easy, straightforward, and simple. You'll find uh, several links there. And uh, on every page on my website, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's a simple form where you just enter your email address and then you're added. And as a thank you and a bonus... Uh, Once you're added to the newsletter, you actually get access to a really cool uh, masterclass on how to hear your inner voice as a thank you for joining. All right, let's head back to this week's episode. Research on the positive impacts of plants and trees and fungi and big areas of nature on our health show remarkable results. So, for example, a study at the Shiba University in Japan found that people who spent 40 minutes walking in a cedar forest actually had lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol than those who spent 40 minutes walking in a lab. And this research, if you ever heard of forest therapy, This research is part of what spawned that inspiration and the movement, particularly um, in Japan, which then moved kind of globally to look at the effects of people spending time in forests with a mindfulness practice and how that affects our stress and our mental health. Another researcher at the Nippon Medical School in Tokyo found that trees and plants actually emit aromatic compounds 
and that when they're inhaled, they create healthy biological changes in the body, similar to aromatherapy. And then those who actually decided not just to spend time in the, th- in the forest, but actually stayed overnight. Those who stayed overnight in this study actually exhibited changes in the body that are associated with protection against cancer, better immunity, and lower blood pressure. This is huge, right? And then even further, additional studies have suggested that nature provides relief to a lot of health symptoms from health disease or heart disease rather, depression, cancer, anxiety, and attention disorders. I mean, like as if we need <laughs> as if we need research to know that, but it's nice to have research to back up what I think many of us recognize is that when we are in nature, when we are consciously in contact with nature, by the way, of which we are a part of, not separate from, but when we are in touch with the the plant and the tree and the fungi kingdom, it changes us. It changes us. And I believe one important element of the impact of plants and trees and fungi on us is the way that they extend our nervous system. So this includes phytochemically by working on our body's pathways to relax a nervous system when it's tense, for example, like the plant chamomile, but also more generally as a loving present witness that we can turn towards and be with. So while not all plants have phytochemicals that sedate the nervous system like chamomile, I do believe that all plants, trees, and fungi provide a loving presence that in and of itself is healing. And that when we lean into developing a relationship with the plant, tree, and fungi kingdoms around us, this pure presence reminds us of our own primordial inner presence. It reminds us of our truest selves. That's part of why I believe this is so healing. Receiving this reminder helps us more easily find our way back to the expansive, wise, soul parts of ourselves. A part of ourselves that's honestly easily lost and eclipsed during signs and times of suffering. So in other words, like plants extend our nervous system through their presence. And then they mirror that same presence found deep inside of ourselves that we've forgotten, that we've gotten out of touch with. They mirror that back to us. And as this presence is otherwise, you know, like it's not easily accessible when we're triggered, overwhelmed, overstimulated, and upset, plants help to change this through this process of having a witness, mirroring back this pure presence, And remembering that we too have that pure presence inside of ourselves. Following me? (laughs) Okay, so I'm curious what would shift if you extended your, your support system in times of need to the plants, fungi, and trees around and within your home. To the favorite tree Uh, tea rather, that you drink already. I find that a lot of people kind of just naturally always drink a specific tea. Um, So if you are a tea drinker, it might be interesting to develop a more conscious relationship with that plant and bring more presence and consciousness to when you're drinking the tea. 
Um, you could learn about the plant, but honestly, what I think is more powerful, especially at the beginning, is simply to just bring presence to what you're already doing and notice what happens when you do. Or it could be, for example, the beloved house plant that you devotedly water, you know, on a regular basis. How could you allow your nervous system to be expanded through this additional support? And then what might be possible if your nervous system actually had more spaciousness right now? If you are listening to this in real time, when the podcast comes out, you know that we are in a global pandemic and the feeling like the impact of this communal ongoing trauma, like it is a lot, (laughs) it's a lot. You or other people you may know are exhausted, tapped out, need a break, over it. (laughs) And I believe our fellow plant tree and fungi Kim can support us in these tough times. Honestly, like I think back to this pandemic so far, I'm not sure how I would make it through without the plants, if I was being honest, and the fungi and the trees. Like they have been such immense reminders of this deep presence inside of myself and also phytochemically worked on my nervous system to support uh, more openness, spaciousness, and relaxation. And I think really in return, these creatures deserve the respect and the honor that they are long, long, long overdue for in the ways that they already inherently support us, whether we realize it or not. So as an experiment, if you're up for it, I want to suggest a practice. Over the next week, incorporate a relationship with one plant, fungi, or tree, just one, and bring your awareness to the presence you feel when you are with them. Now, this can be like an actual physical, for example, tree that's by where you live and you spend physical time with it. it. Could be a plant in your home, or again, it could be like you always drink green tea and then therefore you bring presence, awareness to what you feel when you are with that plant in this tea form. Notice what happens in your nervous system as you sit with them. Notice what situations you instinctively feel drawn towards connecting with them. For example, when when you feel angry, do you naturally feel drawn to sit with or imagine this tree that is the one that you've decided to do this experiment with? Or when you feel overwhelmed, do you naturally want to go sit by and gently touch the lovely succulent plant that's on your windowsill that you regularly tend? I want to invite you to follow your instincts to connect for the next week and pay particular attention to how your nervous system feels. Do you feel less anxious? Do you suddenly feel like you have more space to be lovingly with the grief bubbling up? Do you notice that when you spend time with this tree, like, or this plant, or this fungi, that suddenly like there are tears available to you that were not there before? That's also another thing. Sometimes people think of just uh, nervous system expansion as just calming down, but actually sometimes nervous system expansion, which is you know often what happens in healing containers, we actually finally have space 
from the protective parts of ourselves that keep us out of touch with what we're feeling. So if, for example, you sit with a tree and then you start to notice like tears are flowing, that's not quote unquote bad. What's happening there might be that your nervous system has actually expanded with the presence of this tree with you and parts of you finally felt safe enough to let go of the grip of pushing down and hiding these tears that have been waiting to come out and move up and out of the body. So this is, I mean, this is big, powerful work. Just this simple experiment I'm suggesting to you honestly can have a huge positive impact on uh, your emotional, mental, spiritual, physical health. So I hope you try it. I hope you... Give yourself permission to explore a plant, fungi, and tree and choose one that's easily accessible to you that you don't have to, you know, like walk a whole mile to find (laughs) or connect with. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, I moved or all my plants died in the pandemic. I don't have any plants. I don't have any tea in my house, etc. That's fine. Then just choose the first plant, fungi, tree that comes to your mind. It might be a a childhood tree that you've connected with. Um, I think I shared about one that I connected with in episode 67. There was a regular tree, evergreen tree in my front yard. Um, and that's one that I have brought into my meditations many times. So I promise you can find one, one plant, tree, or fungi, even if you don't have one physically in your environment. They exist in your imagination. So as we close out this week's episode, I have two requests that are really important. First is I want to invite you to share this episode with one friend or loved one. And the second is to please share a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. This podcast is truly a labor of love. I generously give a good chunk of my work week between clients, uh, writing, recording, editing, and finishing the latest podcast episode. You'll notice that there are no ads. So this podcast is literally like my donated time, intellectual, you know, property, wisdom, etc. Um, and the work that I do is my livelihood. And it would feel really, really mutually nourishing to have you share this episode with someone and to leave a a review. It's really, really a great way to express gratitude and give back and spread love. I think this is important uh, in terms of reciprocity, exchange, and being in alignment. Our ancestors knew about the power and potency of reciprocity and the importance of caring for wisdom keepers. So the individuals with healing gifts like mine who would teach and share the wisdom that they have received in the past generally, um, generously offered their wisdom and their teachings and their healing to the community where they lived. And in return, the community ensured that the healers and teachers that positively impacted their life were very, very well taken care of. They made sure they had food. They made sure they had shelter. They made sure their 
their health situations were taken care of. They made, they, they, you know, there was this beautiful reciprocal relationship. And in a modern world where the village, unfortunately, is broken down, and that impacts all of us in so many ways, the system that I share my sacred work in is capitalism, which is different. And so the way I'm well taken care of to keep teaching is through people referring and sharing my work to others who become future clients and students of mine in my classes. And that revenue literally keeps the roof over my head. This is like, you know, this work is my full-time work. It's not a hobby. It's something I've been doing full-time for seven years. And I think that's important to understand because not everyone knows that. I think sometimes people see a window into the world of a healer like mine and they think it might be something that I do supplementally on the side. But no, this this is like my full-time gig. <laughs> it's how I pay bills. It's how I buy food, groceries, uh, keep shelter, etc. And during this pandemic, that's been challenged more than ever. And I'm not alone. I know a lot of people who are in the healing arts that have been struggling because people are scared and people are not investing in the same way. And some, many of us have experienced financial insecurity because of job situations with the pandemic. It's been tough on everyone. And so I think it's important to name this. I think it's important to know how the people in your virtual village are impacted and how you can support them in many, many different ways. So this podcast is my ability to share and my offering to share freely with what I consider the virtual village, because that's where we live. Um, And my attempt to ensure that people, regardless of financial ability, can receive inspiration, wisdom, and teachings. And spreading the word and sharing reviews is one way that you can reciprocally support in return and can be a part of this beautiful cycle that our ancestors knew and upheld. So I just want to thank you in advance for supporting my work in whatever way that looks like. And I just want to invite you to remember that the plants, the fungi, and the trees are part of our support network, and we are theirs in return. So may the way that the world of nature supports us generously inspire us to generously care for the earth and each other. Until next time, I will leave you with my personal mantra, and that is, being you takes courage. Much love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me. I hope you love the episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts share your rating, and leave a review, ideally five stars. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at www.marcymoberg.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.